Alright guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody going out there today? It is Friday, March 4th. 2022 and today's show is brought to you by makers mark bourbon that's right it's friday man get you some makers mark bourbon drink your drink man come on let's do this it's friday all right hey guys i got a quick show i've got to get ready to go to bed so <coughs> sugar water i'm going to give you a, a quick little show and uh just touch on a few things um obviously russia's still invading ukraine so there's nothing new there um, I'm going to do, I'm going to try and get some deep digging in on that whole situation and, and bring it a lot to you on Sunday on that. I got a couple of things I want to talk about there. And then, um, I want to go over some things trending on Twitter. Um, but first and foremost, I need to ask a favor of you guys. Now, obviously if you are listening to this show, hopefully, <laughs> on Apple. Uh, I did a show on, on Wednesday, uh, on Ash Wednesday, and for whatever reason, it did not post on Apple Podcast. I don't know why. I tried to get in contact with them. They said it's there. Um, <clears throat> and if you go on iTunes, like on my computer, I can go on Apple iTunes and it's there. It says it's published the whole nine yards. Like there's a page on there for Apple podcasters. And you can make adjustments, do whatever. And uh, it's showing it's published. I tried to tell the people, look, I've got three different Apple devices and the show's not there. Um, the company that Chris and I work for, we have Apple phones and the show's not there. So... <clears throat> um, with that being said, if this show gets posted, hopefully it shows up on Apple. But if that's the case, um, we've had this issue with Apple in the past. Granted, we've only been doing this for a little more than a year. And I've had shows taken off of Apple's uh, listing. Not that uh, they're still all on Spotify or Podbeam or Amazon or iHeart. Um, who else? Am I missing somebody? I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Stitcher. Um, <clears throat> the shows are all there, all 115 of them. And, uh, there has been some shows taken off of Apple in the past. Um, no reasons given just, I happen to notice one day I'm like, there's some shows missing, but nonetheless, if you are listening to this show and you listen to it on your Apple podcast app, I implore you to please stop, go to um, Spotify, iHeart, they're free. The apps don't cost anything. I mean, you can get a premium membership or whatever, but you don't have to do that to listen to this show. You can just download the Spotify, iHeart, if you have Amazon Prime, um, or the Podbeam app, which the Podbeam app, it wouldn't be a bad app in that sense, because if down the road I decide to do a live show, me and Chris do a live show or whatever, you'll get the alert on the Podbeam app. But nonetheless, my point being is I'm, I've am i got to try and get away from Apple. My biggest problem with that is I get about 40 to 50% of my downloads are from people using Apple devices. So obviously, if this show here doesn't air <laughs> on the Apple devices, they will not know. Now, what I can also ask of you people, if... <clears throat> If you 
are listening to this show on Google or um, iHeart, Podbeam, Spotify, Stitcher, um, so on and so forth, and you have a friend that also listens to the show, and they listen to it on Apple, maybe tell them, hey, by the way, you know, last couple of shows didn't upload onto the Apple platform, and uh, you might want to switch to a different app. We're on every, like I said, we're on every, all the pod podcast apps except for Pandora for whatever reason. We're not on Pandora. Not that I haven't tried. But nonetheless, um, I, like I said, I have no idea why. I've, I've resubmitted it. I've talked to whoever I could talk to. You know, I went through this whole thing with the, uh, with our artwork, um, that I've had for over a year. And then, uh, Apple would never put it up, said it was offensive. I said, it's history. It's not like, uh, I put a, a, a flag with a snake saying, kill all snowflakes. It's freaking history. It's a history flag. It's not a racist flag. It's not a, it's a flag that helped define this country. It's a flag that helped define you, Apple, the ability to be Apple. So leave my shit alone. I'm just some schmuck doing a fucking podcast, just trying to have some fun, get some things off my fucking head, off my shoulders, and I ain't bothering nobody. It's self-funded. I don't ask for money from anybody. Um, This is a hobby for me. Hobbies cost money. This is my hobby. Well, this is one of my hobbies. <laughs> um, I have a great wife, by the way, who allows me to have many hobbies. <laughs> but nonetheless, point being, I'm not kissing up because she don't listen to the show anyway, so whatever. But um, point being is, guys, please, I really need your help in promoting this show, okay? I don't, you know, I ask you to go to my website, donttreadonamerica.com, subscribe. Please, it doesn't cost anything. You'll get show updates there. So if this happens in the future, you'll know there's a show up. Also, one more thing. <clears throat> if you follow us on Facebook, at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, if you are using your phone to access your Facebook and access the show page on your Facebook, you can also listen to the podcast on your Facebook. So there's another option for you. Because... I know you know this. I know that you know this is a great podcast. Okay? And uh, the reason I know that you know, that I know you know it's a great podcast, is because you download and you listen to it. Okay? I'm not trying to be conceited, but I'm really just trying to have some fun. Trying to, I'm trying to be a little bit different than the regular podcast. I can listen to five different podcasts, and I guarantee you they're going to cover about the same things. Now, granted, they're going to have their own take on the same things, but in all honesty, they're not far from each other on their takes. Um, So I'm trying to not dwell on the same things. Obviously, I would say the majority of you guys that are listening to this show um, listen to it because... You listen to another podcast, whoever that is, and stumbled upon this podcast somehow or another, whether it was uh, suggested because of things you may like, it triggered this podcast to pop up, whatever, and you guys gave it a listen, you liked it, and you keep listening. Cool. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so 
what I need you guys to do is keep helping me out. Tell your friends because surely you have like-minded friends that may or may not listen to podcasts. I used to never listen to a podcast. Never did. My son, oh, you should listen to so-and-so podcast, blah, 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 whatever. And then Chris, oh, you should listen to these podcasts. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then me and him chit-chat on the phone, you know, during the course of the day. And we have these same conversations. And we were just, you know, we should do a podcast. So looked into it. How much does it cost? Okay, well, I have a laptop. Okay, microphone, mixing board. It's not that expensive. You know, how much does it cost for the service? It's not that expensive. Okay, let's do it. And we did it. Chris got kind of burnt out on the whole thing. And like I said, he's in there every couple of weeks doing our DTOM files shows. And um, I, I was telling him today, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing the show because if, if Apple's dropping us, we're screwed because that's 40-50% of our downloads. That's a lot. I mean, I don't get a shit ton of downloads as it is. It's not like I'm getting millions of downloads and I'm losing, you know, a couple thousand. You know, I'm getting 50, 60 downloads a show. <laughs> If I lose 40, 50%, that's a lot. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> But what I'm trying to do with this show is bring you some topics that other shows aren't necessarily talking about. Because right now, you listen to any podcast, and what are they talking about? Russia and Ukraine. And obviously, it's, it's absorbing everything that we're seeing on the news and hearing about. So I don't need to talk about it, too, because it's like beating a dead horse. So what I wanted to do today was talk about Russia and Ukraine. No. Um, I was like, well, what the hell's going on, on Twitter? Other than Russia and Ukraine, what's going on on Twitter, right? So obviously I go to Twitter. First thing is Russia escalates attack with Ukraine cities. Cool. Whatever. Um, boycott Coca-Cola is trending. I looked into that and it's uh, uh, one of the companies that Coca-Cola owns. I guess they do business in Russia, or they're a Russian company that's owned by Coca-Cola, whatever. And yada, yada, yada. I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit here and tell you who you need to boycott and who you don't because it's none of my business. Drink Coke, drink, drink Pepsi, don't drink anything. I really could give two shits. I guarantee if you dug through a list of companies, there's more than just Coca-Cola doing business in, in Russia. I guarantee you. Maybe that's something to look into. I, I But I'm not the kind of guy because I don't want to be boycotted. I don't want to be banned. So I'm sure shit not going to call for other companies to be boycotted or banned. So you do you. That, that's the motto of this show. Don't tread on America. You do you. And I've stated, I've those words have come out of my mouth many times over the course of the year plus doing this show where I've said, mask, don't mask, vaccine, don't vaccine. You do you. Okay, drink Coke if you want. Fuck it, don't drink Coke if you want. I'm going to be honest with you. I drink Coke. I like Coke. Sorry. It is what it is. Um, me not buying soda is not going to stop Coke from selling whatever in the hell they're selling over in, <laughs> in Russia. Uh, but I, I would, like I said, I'd be willing to bet if you dug uh, other soft drink companies, um, other snack food companies, other electronical phone companies, uh, electronics companies, uh, I don't know. I guarantee you they do business in in um, in Russia. And maybe Coca-Cola themselves doesn't do business. I don't know. I didn't dig into the story. I don't give a shit. But they own a company that does business in Russia. So, like I said, you guys do you. All right, scrolling through. Batman, don't give a shit about. 
Um, COVID-19 updates for Florida, whatever. Uh, how to verify information involving the war in Ukraine, according to fact checks and experts. I'm not going to look into this because I can tell you it's all fake. No, I'm joking. I can tell you that uh, about half of what you're seeing is not real. So, yeah, I mean, do your due diligence. I think a lot of times what I've come to realize is if you wait a day or two when you see something, maybe not react. You know, we proved, you know, we talked about the ghost of Kiev being fake. Oh, that's not fake, man. That's a that's a true Ukrainian patriot. No, it was a video game simulation. You know, and there's been other situations. And I'm not dwelling on it because we're not talking about Ukraine and Russia. Not today. Uh, Roger Stone. Uh, I don't know. Now they're trying to trump him up on more January 6th crap, whatever. I'm just trying to get the stuff that interests me. Oh, uh, uh, Vol, uh, Vol, Vol, what's his name? Volodymyr Zelensky, the, the president of Ukraine, survives three assassination attempts in days. Uh, see two stories before where we verify uh, information involving the war in Ukraine. So I'm not even going to talk about that because that's a new story. And uh, we all know that Zelensky is an actor. So I'm not going to talk about his supposed assassinations attempts on his life uh, i'm going to dig into some stuff and i'm going to have stuff on all of this on sunday so we'll skip that and blah 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 okay biden boom is trending on twitter now you could be what the hell is biden boom i don't know i don't know what biden boom is well what it is is the uh, jobs numbers were released today for February. And, uh, of course, it had to trend on Twitter because it's actually good news for for him. Or, I mean, I guess for the country. I, I've said this in the past. I don't want anything bad to happen to this country. I don't care who the president is. If he does a, you know, if he does a shitty job, it reflects on the country. Uh, see your bank account. <laughs> or portfolio, or stock market, or your grocery bill, your gas bill, or whatever, right? So, the thing that pisses me off about these job numbers, and I've said this time and time again, is <clears throat> the numbers <laughs> were not being true. Okay, I've said this once, I've said it before, and I'll probably say it again next month. In 2019... We had, I don't know that what the employment rate was. I think it was 3.1%, 3.5%, something like that. Uh, was the unemployment rate, I should say. In 2020, we all know what happened. In March of 2020, the deadly COVID variant was going to kill us all, right? And we did 15 days to slow to spread, and that multiplied into a year plus to slow to spread, right? So during the course of the year... 10 million people, 10 actually 10.9 million people lost their job during the course of the year. By the end of 2020, the unemployment unemployment rate was seven something percent. 10.9 million people had lost their job that year. So obviously, now that things are pretty much open and relatively 
I don't want to dare I say back to normal, but whatever. You would one would assume that 10.9 million people have gone back to work, right? So you can sit here, Mr. President, and say, <clears throat> "Oh, another 678,000 jobs in February as Omicron eases." You could say that because it's true. Okay, I'm not denying the numbers. Obviously, 678,000 jobs uh, in February. That's true. The, the thing that I don't like about these stories is U.S. added 678,000 jobs in February and the unemployment rate dropped to 3.8 from, uh, it was 4% last month or in January. <coughs> Which, um, so I'm going to read this story. In January, extended a sharp decline in joblessness to its lowest level since before the pandemic erupted two years ago. And that's important. People are looking at the basic numbers. I'm sure Saki came out, oh, 678,000 jobs, uh, unemployment's 3.8, great, greatest president. And you scroll Twitter, and that's what you see. Look up Biden boom on Twitter, and that's what you're going to see. The greatest president, economy's great, jobs are blah, 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 unemployment's 3.8, greatest. Okay, but it was it was lower. Everyone seems to want to forget the year of 2020 because it doesn't help. It makes Trump look bad. So if you take Trump's four years, including that last year, and say, okay, he finished with this, 10.9 people unemployed, 6 point whatever, 7% um, unemployment rate. It is what it is. That's what he did. He was the president. Okay, cool. If we're going to play that game, cool. I can sit here and cry and say, prior to the pandemic, it wasn't like he fucked up that last year and this is what happened. This was a global pandemic. Unemployment ravished the world, not just this country. So, not to make excuses, but I'm going to make an excuse and say it was COVID's fault. <laughs> Look at the three years prior, unemployment was down, jobs were up. He was actually adding jobs, okay? So the point of adding jobs is if you say, if you take, if you're president, and um, just for shits and grins, I'm going to say 100 million people. Okay, so let's say you take over as president, and there's 100 million people working, right? During the course of that first year, you do whatever you do, and now there's 110 million people working. Okay, so there's 10 more million people working than there was when you took office. And then the next year, if there's another 10, there's 120. So since you took office, you've, got, you've added 20 million jobs. Now, granted, you could say, okay, well, you have people entering the workforce that weren't in there last year. Okay, but I can also sit there and say you have people exiting the workforce that retired or died or whatever. So for every ad of a 16, 17-year-old getting their first job, I'll tell you about the 65-year-old that retired. So whatever. The point of the matter is these are not added jobs. These are people going back to work. Finally. <laughs> and what I'll say about that is this. If you just do stupid math, okay, and um, the, the thing that bugs me the most, and it's going to continue to bug me because 
sooner or later, I think this is going to come around to bite him in the ass. I, I believe that, especially with his State of the Union address the other day, talking about lower the cost. You don't lower the wages, lower the cost. <gasps> right? Isn't that what he said? Okay, obviously, coming from a man who's never ran a business in his life, has worked in politics for the majority of his life, doesn't know shit about running a business, doesn't know shit about running a country. Let me explain this to you, Joe. One of the biggest costs that an employer has is wages. Okay? That is one of the biggest costs that an employer... So, if you own a restaurant, okay... You have rent, you have, uh, you know, utilities, you have suppliers, you have people. Well, your people is one of your biggest costs of running that business. Okay, so now let's take Walmart and Target and these mass retailers or, or McDonald's or these types of places out of the mix. I'm talking about Joe Schmo runs a, you know, mom and pop shop runs a sandwich shop, runs a convenience store, whatever the case may be, owns a bar, whatever. Well, if the government comes through and says, we need to raise minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour, 25 bucks an hour, whatever. Walmart, Target, these multinational companies can afford to do that, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. They won't afford to do that because you'll be a motherfucker if you think these people that are running these companies are going to let it creep into their pocket. Back to the 1% thing I talked about on the last show. The 1% are people that you so hate run these big companies. They're not going to let you raise the minimum wage to whatever that dollar amount is and it affect them. So what they're going to do is this. And this goes for the mom-and-pop shop that owns a restaurant and maybe has five, ten employees, okay? And this goes for Walmart that has how many thousands of employees. What they do then is they cut hours or they cut staff or they, they make their cuts or they raise their prices. It's not, if <laughs> you're not going to just slide by and be like, okay, well, he wants to raise the minimum wage to 15, 20, 25, whatever. Cool. <laughs> They're not going to absorb that money. If you if you own your own restaurant, if you know you're you and your wife own a restaurant, and you make a decent living, you and your wife make a decent living at that. And what I mean by that is, between the two of you guys, you're able to run the business, pay your employees, and at the end of the day, between the two of y'all, you bring home eighty thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, whatever. You're not crazy rich, but you you're comfortable. Okay. Now, those 10 employees that you have working for you, let's say five of them make minimum wage. So they're making eight, 10 bucks an hour. Let's just say 10 bucks an hour for easy math. The other five are servers, waitresses, waiters, whatever, bartenders, whatever the case may be. And they're making a lower wage because that's what happens in, in the service industry because they make the rest of their money on tips, right? Anybody that's worked as a waiter or a bartender knows this. I'm not making bullshit up to hate Biden. This is the truth. I waited tables back in the day. That's what they do. <laughs> you make a, a fraction of whatever minimum wage is, and you're supposed to make up the difference in tips. That's the rule. Anyway, um, 
if now they raise the minimum wage to 15, let's just say, so 10 to 15, well, now those five people that were making, say, $400 a week are now going to be making $600 a week. Well, if mom and pop running the store are still um, making the same rate of sales, one of two things has to happen there, okay? Either mom and pop are going to have to fire two of those employees so they can, and they'll just take over the role of whatever they were doing to cover the difference, or they're going to raise their prices, which is going to also in turn possibly cause them to lose business. So if mom and pop owned a restaurant and they sold $10 pizzas, right? I'm just throwing numbers and food items, whatever. I said pizza because, you know, I did that for Ash Wednesday, but nonetheless. So now the $10 pizzas are $15 pizzas. And you'd be like, well, shit, I don't know if I want to go. I mean, the pizza's pretty good, but I don't know if it's $15 good, you know. Or you have two, you know, people that were working there making $400 a week, now making 600 bucks a week. Oh, but by the way, they just got fired because they couldn't afford that. So if the five people making $400 a week, you know, that would cause mom and pop to have to pay $2,000 in wages. Now those five people are making $600 a week. So now it's $3,000 in wages. Uh, guess what? Two of you got to go. And mom and pop will take over the difference. That's just how it is. I'm, I'm not saying it's right. That's just how it is. That's business in the world. He wants to come out on a state, a state of the union saying, I'm a capitalist. Okay, no, you're not, because you don't even know how the fuck it works. <laughs> Walmart, uh, Target, your local grocery store, whether it's a chain or just a guy that owns a grocery store, they're going to cut wages. Or I'm sorry, not wages. They're going to cut hours. They're going to fire employees. They're going to do something to make up the difference. They can't afford to just say, cool, we're raising $5 an hour, $10 an hour, whatever, whatever. Yeah, no problem. No, the price of goods will stay the same. No, the amount of employees in the store will stay the same. Bullshit. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry for the tangent. But um, what I don't understand about all this, with, with the addition of these 670-some-odd thousand jobs, that puts your total, since he's been president 13 months now, up to 7.7 uh, .7 million jobs, roughly. Because I think it was 6.6-something 6 .6 last month. So just rough math, right? I'm sorry, it wasn't. It was, uh, yeah, it was around 7 million. Anyway, so he's around 7.7 million jobs created since he's become, or I say created. I mean, people back to work since he's... Um, taken over right but out of the 10.9 million who lost their jobs in 2020 because of the deadly covid virus right he's still missing the mark so in less than a year that it took the country and these businesses to let go of 10.9 million people because you figure march shit really didn't start hitting the fan until about end of march april right so April to December, you're talking, what, nine months? Um, 10.9 million people lost their jobs. And that sucks. But in the 13 months that dipshit's been in office, he's only gotten three-fourths of those people back to work. And he hadn't created shit. They got back to work. <laughs> and he 
didn't do anything other than, oh, COVID's over. Magically. Oh, it's amazing what wars will do. But um, by the way I look at it, he's still about 3.2 million short of of breaking even. So if it's taken him 13 months to get this many people back to work, is he going to get the other 3.2? Cuz that's a pretty slow trickle. It's going to take him at the rate he's going. It's going to take him another 4 or 5 months. And that's assuming the rate stays up. See what I think <clears throat> what I think a lot of these people aren't realizing is they're stupid. Oh. <laughs> what I don't think a lot of these people are realizing is that what happened during that year is the businesses that stayed open, but let's say um, you had a staffing, and I, and I want to use restaurants because restaurants were open and closed and open and closed. I'm, and not just around here, I'm talking across the country. But let's take retail establishments or uh, grocery stores or whatever. And you have however many employees working at the store. During the course of that year, they had these COVID protocols, right? Where they would say, if you're sick, don't come to work. Especially when it first started. It was like, if you feel like you are you got gas, don't come to work. You know, it was temperature checks. And if you got a sore throat, if you got this, that, and the other thing, don't come to work. Remember, they'd give you the list of symptoms. If you got any of these symptoms, don't come to work. And then... As a couple months went by, it was it kind of lessened a little bit. But if you were to get COVID, you know, and not die, if you were one of the few people that didn't die after you got COVID, I mean, the way they make it sound, um, you got your time off. Like when I had COVID back in August, I took my 10 days off. I got paid for it. No bubbles, no troubles. But I think a lot of these companies, especially in retail, grocery stores, those types of places, they realized, well, we had a shortage of a lot of people during the course of the year that were out for COVID or maybe COVID or whatever, we don't really need, you know, a typical Walmart might have four, four to 600 employees. Well, they might not realize, they might realize, well, you know, we don't really need that many. Maybe we only need, instead of 400, maybe we only need 350 or instead of 500, maybe we only need 400. You see how that works? People want to complain about going to the grocery store and going to Walmart and wherever. I don't want to use a self-checkout. <laughs> Guess what? Tough shit. <laughs> don't buy anything because that's the wave of the future. And it's not because of anyone who's president. has nothing to do with Biden, Trump, Obama, whoever comes next. It has nothing to do with those people. It has to do with those people plus Congress, senators, your local government, your state government, raising the minimum wage all the time, these companies can say, we, we can invest a couple thousand dollars in a computer and we're just going to make the people run, ring up their own shit. Well, what if they don't want to do it? Cool. <laughs> Where are they going to go? To the other place that has the same thing? It's just how it is. I'm not saying it's right, but it is what it is. Um... The, uh, I mean, held to the point where you go into like a Dollar General, you go into some of these convenience stores even have self-checkouts. I saw them in a CVS. And you go to a, you go to a, a CVS and you'll be lucky if there's one person other than, say, pharmacy, there might only be one person working in the store. 
And it, and that person usually is a manager that's making a salary versus hourly. I didn't make up the rules, guys. They did. And they want to keep spouting this money. See, my advice to you guys is this. And, I, and I'm not saying anything about minimum wage. I made minimum wage at one time in my life. But if you're making minimum wage, don't complain about making minimum wage. Do something about it. When my kids were little, when they were younger, they were first getting their jobs. I told them, you know, you're working. That's cool. But you can make a career out of where you're at. But don't settle for what you get. You know, make as much money as you can while you're there. Um, and I tell that I would tell that to anybody. Don't complain about your situation. Do something about it. Um, but, uh, I digress. (laughs) The, um, the biggest thing in this too, is that the, the wage growth hasn't grown still sitting at 5.1%. Uh, they were expecting it to raise to 5.7% and, you know, 0.6%, whatever. Either way you look at those numbers is still under inflation, which is sitting at seven and a half percent. So what does that mean? Okay, if wage growth was 5.1 and inflation is 7.5, what does that mean? Well, what that means is this. If you got a pay raise this year or if you change jobs to go to another job to make a higher wage, um, you're still looking at 2.5% less than what you're paying for things. So let's say... I don't know, just for rough math speaking, let's say you make $1,000 a week and you got a 5% pay raise because that's what the average uh, wage growth is. Okay, so now you got 5% pay, pay raise. Now you're making 1050 okay? But now things are costing you 7.5% more to buy. And that's kind of a lame number because that's a broad spectrum. That number covers everything you buy. But in layman's terms, look at it like this. If you make $1,000 a week, after taxes, you're bringing home $750, let us say. Well, let's say after taxes and medical and if you do stock and so on and so forth, there might be $650. Okay. Your 5% raise, you don't even see. <laughs> Who's going to see that $50? You might see $5 of it. Uh, um, so if you're bringing home 650, okay, forget about rent, electric, which is going up because most of your electric companies run off of some sort of fuel. Um, your cable bill, your phone bill, forget about all that stuff. Just your daily, everyday bills. Well, like I said before, you go to the grocery store, spend a hundred bucks, you might have a pretty full buggy. Now you don't have shit. It might have cost you 20 bucks to fill your gas, your tank up with gas. Now it's costing you 40 bucks. So instead of spending 100 bucks at the grocery store, now maybe you're spending 200 bucks at the grocery store. Because you still don't get food stamps because you make too much money. Even though it doesn't feel like you're making too much money. Because what is too much money, right? But uh, so that 5% didn't go anywhere. That 50 bucks wasn't shit because your grocery bill doubled, your gas bill doubled, and that's one tank. Let's say you... You're, you're married. Let's say your wife, your husband, right? It, and let's say your husband, okay, for example, you know, I have, I have a car that takes premium gas. It runs, <laughs> used to only cost me about 35 bucks to fill it up. 
Now it's damn near 60 if I let it run down. My wife's Jeep used to be 30, 40 bucks to fill it up if it was on empty, which she's pretty good at doing. Now you're talking 70, 80 bucks to fill it up. I mean, that's just simple math. So if you, um, if your gas bill doubled, your grocery bill doubled, if you try to want to go out to eat with your significant other, that's more expensive. You can't go out to eat. You can't eat at a halfway decent restaurant for under 50 bucks anymore. And I'm being, I say 50 bucks. I'm, it's probably closer to 70 bucks without tip. And I'm just talking about half. I'm not talking about like some five-star whatever restaurant. I'm just talking about halfway decent restaurant. If you're going to drink a beer or two, it's just not cheap anymore. And the, the wages aren't going up. And then his excuse is cut cost, but not wages. Um, Sorry, Joe. It doesn't work like that. All right. A couple things real quick I wanted to talk about. And I'm not going to dwell into this. I'll probably touch on it today. And then it'll be part of the show on on um, Sunday. But a quick thing I was curious about <clears throat> was inflation. Okay. So obviously we're talking about inflation. And it was... Uh, it was high, you know, it's seven and a half percent, which is the highest it's been since what, 72 or something they said. Okay, so I was curious, what does war have to do with inflation? Now, granted, we are not in a war yet. Um, things could happen to get us there. And once again, that's stuff I'll get into on Sunday. But the one thing that concerns me the most about this is during World War II, okay, so prior to World War II, we were in a recession, the Great Recession, right? And people didn't have a pot to piss in, which some would argue is why we got into the war, was to help bolster the economy and whatever. Well, the first, <laughs> the first couple of years of the, um, of the uh, war inflation was high. Now, I don't know how these numbers equate to our numbers now. I mean, percentages are percentages. So it, it's really hard to fluster those because even though minimum wage might have been 50 cents, I don't know what it was, but might have been 50 cents back in those days, that doesn't matter. Still percentages. Okay, so prior to the war, inflation was damn near zero. I mean, hell, in 38, it was negative 2.8%. In 39, it was zero. In 40, it was 0.7. Now, this was the end of the Great Depression. There were still some issues. But as we started getting ready for war, we weren't in war yet in 40. We were, the war was going on. Because the World War II started in 39, I think it was. But we weren't in it. We were just kind of like, okay. We were building, we were doing some things to help the war, but we weren't in it. Well, in 41, what happened in 41? Anybody? Bueller? In 41, Pearl Harbor was bombed by the Japanese, right? Which threw us into the war. Now, granted, that was the end of 41. So, during the course of that year, the average um, inflation rate was up around 10%. And I think that had to do a lot to do with the 
putting into the war effort, even though we weren't at war yet. In 42, it was 9%. And the the reasons they're giving was def- defense spending, defense spending. Um, in 45, when the war ended, we were down to 2%. But then in 46, it jumped to 18%. Okay. And then you started Cold War spending was around 9%. And then it pretty much hovered, you know, in the 50s, it was around 6 In the, in, I'm sorry, 60s. In the early 50s, it was around 6%. Um, mid to late uh, 50s, it was, it was pretty flat. It was around anywhere from 0 to 2%. Um, and then, and I would be honest, through the late 50s into the 60s, it was, you know, one, two, three percent. Um, and then in 70, it jumped. So 72 or 73, it was 87 or 8.7. 74 was 12. 75, it was 7. Uh, 80, uh, 79, it was 13. 80, it was 12. And then Reagan come in, tax uh, cuts, and it dropped it under four. But nonetheless, my point being is war. If you guys know anything, a little bit about anything, as far as history is concerned, during World War II, if your grandparents are still alive, and they were alive back then, ask them what it was like. You had to ration chocolate and tin and metal. You couldn't buy cars. You couldn't, because a lot of these companies focused their efforts on the war, supplying the soldiers with food and equipment and whatever. Which caused, like I told you guys in the last show, when the supply is higher, I mean, sorry, when the demand is higher than the supply, it causes the price to go go up, which causes inflation, which is what we're seeing now. We have a lot of demand for products that we don't have. Go to your grocery store. Okay? So what they do, they, is they try to, they raise the price of things thinking people won't buy it. And right now what we're seeing is people are still buying it. Back then, it was a similar situation, or they just didn't have the product, and the people that did have the product jacked the prices up, thus your inflation. Um, and we'll get more into this on Sunday. Another interesting thing is uh, they're talking about raising the uh, the uh, shit, <laughs> the rates, you know, uh. I don't know what they're talking about raising them to like the uh, percentage rates and the stuff like that. Um, If that happens, they'll try to do that to keep people from buying stuff. I I say what's going to happen. This is just my prediction. Take it for what it's worth. Um, Right now people are buying stuff because they have money because like I said, tax return, it's tax season. You go to any store right now. Go to your Walmart, Target. They're pimping TVs. They're pimping microwave. They're pimping uh, appliances. They're pimping furniture. They're pimping... Because they know people have money. It's literally... If you've ever worked in retail, you'll know that this is a season. Like you have Christmas season. You have Halloween. You have... (laughs) This is tax season. This is a season to retailers. Because they know... People get money. They get a thousand, five, ten, however many thousand dollars, and it's found money. So they spend it on stupid shit. 
Now, granted, if you need a TV, cool, get a TV. If you need a couch, get a couch. But if you don't need those things, maybe hold on to the money. Like, for example, my son and his girl uh, got a pretty good chunk of money back. They needed a new couch. They bought a new couch. They needed some things. They're getting married uh, next month. They needed some things for that. They bought those things. Cool. They're not pissing it away on stuff they don't need. But um, my advice to you guys would be this. If you have, if you got your tax return back and you have some extra money, send it to me. No. But seriously, if you have some extra money, my advice to you is we don't know what's going to happen with Ukraine and Russia. And we could sit here and be ignorant to the fact that that's on the other side of the world. And who gives a shit? Which I agree. Who gives a shit? The problem is, is I don't make those rules. I don't make those plans. You don't make those plans. If we're going to war, we're going to war. It doesn't matter what you and I say. Right? Like it or not. My advice to you would be to do this. Is start stocking up on some things. Okay? Um... I'm not saying <laughs> that the world's going to end and you need to go get radiation suits and build you a bunker. I'm not saying that. But maybe stock up on... Because think about it. Back in the 40s, canned foods, minuscule. You could not find canned foods. Most of what your food was was fresh, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm not. you can't go and stock up on fresh food right now. Um, but... In this season, it's cooler this time of year. Maybe start a garden. I mean, if you don't know how to do it, look it up online. They're not hard to do. Maybe start growing some food. Maybe buy some chickens. I, I don't know. I'm just giving you some ideas. But if you don't want to do that, at least maybe go to your local store, start stocking up on rice and some canned uh, foods, whether it's vegetables or Chef Boardee or whatever. Or you know what you could even do? is go to redcon1.com, use promo code T20Cordimus, buy some protein bars, some protein shakes. Well, that stuff's got two, three years on it. You're good. <laughs> but seriously, that's my advice. That's my advice to myself. That's what we do, okay? We have plenty of Redcon 1 powder. I've got three, three tubs of it. <laughs> but I have a supply co uh, closet, and it's got food. Does it have enough food? No, I'll be honest with you, it doesn't. This is just something I was thinking about today. You know, hell, uh, we might need to start back into stocking up. We've been pulling from the closet instead of restocking it. And in Florida, I mean, it's March. We got a couple months, but it's going to be hurricane season here before long, so it won't hurt to start buying stuff now anyway. At any rate, guys, that's all I got for you today. I said it was going to be a short show. It wasn't too short, but nonetheless. Um, but please, guys, I, I can't say this enough if you're if this show happens to pop up on apple i'm hoping it does um cool listen download i mean you're obviously doing that um but my advice to you is maybe upload another app like i said whether it's podbeam spotify iheart amazon prime stitcher um i don't think i'm missing anybody but uh, if you're on android google play um like I said, it doesn't cost anything. You don't need to do the premium service. Just upload the app, follow, don't tread on America. And because um, I know those places don't drop my episodes. So anyway, guys, you guys have a great day. It is Friday, March 4th, 2022. 
And I will talk to you again on Sunday. Have a great day. See you later.